everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim, and we talk about horror movies on this show. And this episode is going to be about The Strangers Pray at Night, the sequel that took 10 years to make and came out this mm. year. So it's a, it's, a, it's a pretty new film, uh, it's almost as new as you can get. Not quite super new because we didn't do it when it was in the theatres, but it's in home release mm. now. So it's pretty, it's, it's fresh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's fresh as you can get. It's as fresh mm-hmm. as the eggs in Tim's fridge. Mm, okay. <laughs> I don't think I have any eggs right now, but sure. Yeah. Well, I don't. I hate eggs. So I don't know mm. why I went to eggs, but I I hate them. So I love eggs, but uh, yeah, there's not a lot of room in my fridge right now. So. You also love the box. Wait, what's in your fridge? See, now I'm curious. <laughs> well, no, it's just I have two roommates in a very okay. tiny fridge. So it's, all right, okay. It's yeah. I have a very small fridge. I was like, what's what's taking up all the room in the fridge? You get no room for <laughs> eggs. I um. Well, uh, this past Monday was. Uh, Memorial Day and uh, my friend had a barbecue so I went over his house and I brought some like a I, I, I bought like a bag of frozen hamburgers it was like 16 hamburgers in this bag uh, and then someone else brought like hamburgers though and basically we you know we just all ate those first and then we didn't even touch my bag so now I just have like 16 hamburgers and I'm kind of like well I guess I'll just <laughs> This will be my dinner for like the next two weeks, <laughs> just, like, because I don't, I, I, I don't like to really go grocery shopping until like I've kind of exhausted everything. Like I, mm. like I love just to have like a bare kitchen and just be like, well, I guess it's time to get food now, and then just pile it up with food. Then, uh, so yeah, that's what that's what I'll be in for a while. That was that was an exciting, that was an exhilarating. <laughs> Story, Tim. Uh, if, we, if this was a first-time episode for any new viewers or listeners, I'm sure they're sticking around with bated breath after well, that burger story. Well, uh, well, you brought it up. So. Yeah, but I thought it was going to be something weird. Like your fridge is full of like you've been like freezing all your semen. So you've just got like tubs and tubs of your semen like stuck, just just in case, just in case something happens to the the the, the precious Tim jewels, and you need to have some semen on stock for like, a later date. Yeah, yeah, it's not a bad idea. But <laughs> I've got enough, enough semen to, to fill a boat. Boat. Yeah, the joke was is you'd stock so much of it, you could actually if you, if you if you actually impregnated enough women with all all the semen you've stocked up, you'd you'd man a whole boat with all the children. Never mind, it was a bad joke. Oh. Okay. Well, that's, I was I was starting to get worried about accidentally getting the boat pregnant. <laughs> Oh. The the joke was is that <laughs> semen as in sperm and semen as oh, in sailors was, I get was like the same word give or take. So some of your classic wordplay. I got you. I got you. <laughs> See now I feel depressed that I'm a horrible comedian. <laughs> well, join the club. <laughs> <laughs> and you've been horrible on stage, so you know better than anyone. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> we talk about horror movies on this show. Uh, so, no, uh, Strangers 2. We did Strangers 1 last week and we mm-hmm. talked about it. Um, I like it quite a bit. Tim doesn't think it's bad, but it doesn't do as much for you as it does for me. Warm. Yeah. Uh, so, it is with interest that I, I come to you with. I mean, I suppose I should set up the premise of this. I mean, it's basically a family are, are moving their daughter to boarding school because she's a bit of a, a problem child. You know, she's a teenager. She's not too young. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. the, the kids are both, like, you know, 16 and. 17 uh but they because they are like uh they're, they're like one of the um, what, what are, it's like their, their uncle or something like that owns this trailer park mm-hmm. by the lake this holiday getaway trailer park 
And because that's near where the boarding school is, that's where they're going to live for like the weekend or something as they drop the, the daughter off at the school. Yeah. So they go off there, but on, little do they know that the strangers, the trio of killers from the first <laughs> movie, have already uh, killed the uncle and uh, auntie and have uh, are waiting for them. So now we have a family of victims in this, mm-hmm. this trailer park. So that's the premise of the movie. You thought, I thought you had something you were ready to jump in with. Do you want me to ask the question, Tim? Yeah, we'll do that, then we'll get into it. Okay, ready for the question. Yeah. Did you enjoy The Strangers Pray at Night? Oh, that <laughs> wasn't the question I was expecting, but... Um, <laughs> what else did you think I was going to ask? I thought you were going to ask me about hamburgers, but okay. Uh, so... Tim, we're off. Tim, we have concluded the conversations pertaining to both the hamburgers and your semen, right? Both, mm. both have concluded... Ah, my two favorite topics. Oh well, uh, I think it's the two favorite toppings, but <laughs> <laughs> that too. Um, now, I uh, this, I guess I just kind of feel similar about the first one uh, because this one pretty much. Well, I, I feel like the first half is just like pretty much beat for beat, like the same movie as the first one, and then uh, I, I feel like it starts to differentiate itself by the second half um but i don't know it it's it, i guess it still doesn't really do much for me because it makes it feel like a little bit uneven and then yeah most of the stuff is just like uh, just feels like retreading kind of you know the best little bits uh, from the first one i guess what people would expect uh from the first one but i don't know and i guess just kind of similar to the first one where i'm like I can't really say that I hate it. Like when I watch it, it's it doesn't bore me, or, or except for maybe a little bit in the beginning. Uh, but once like you know the horry stuff starts happening, it's like oh, this is okay, I guess. But the horry again, stuff? I'm not over the moon. The horrory. I don't remember the horry stuff. What was that scene? <laughs> you know what I mean, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> I have to say, no, Tim, like, I'm <clears> surprised <throat> by uh, how you started that. <clears throat> Because your 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 first sort of statement or your first critique was mm-hmm. it's kind of the same and the first half's like beat for beat. Because mm-hmm. I think I disagree with that <laughs> quite a bit, okay. actually. Because um, right. I would say I don't like this as much as the first one. I think this one's mm-hmm. a little bit more generic in places, uh, especially, sure. the, especially the setup. I thought one, one of the things that I liked a lot about the first one was how underused the music was. Like the score was very mm-hmm. subdued. Whereas this one's got more of a sort of... It's actually very 90s. There was times, the main theme that plays, was this like main theme that plays in the score that I thought was like a super 90s slasher movie kind of theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, w- I was getting a lot of cheesier yeah. sort of vibes from the music in this one. Uh, and the loud well, not noises to mention, like it, here or there. Yeah, not to mention it has like kind of, they're going for, I don't know, that kind of hip thing where you throw in like, you know, well-known like 80s songs and stuff. Uh, well, actually, skip that. yeah, it does do that. But the reason... I'm, I'm, I don't know if I, like, I kind of like it and I kind of want to critique mm-hmm. it at the same time. I feel like mm-hmm. the reason why that is, is because there's that one scene in the first movie where they put on the record, they put on the vinyl, mm-hmm. uh, when, when, they, when they're like, stalking the one guy, right? Mm-hmm. When Dennis Reynolds shows up, there's that one scene with the vinyl's on and the music's mm-hmm. playing. I feel like in this movie, they're like, oh, we like that scene, so almost mm-hmm. all the kill scenes will have them put on music. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. It, felt, it felt like that but, thing where they took the one scene from the first movie and decided to do it with every single kill. It was kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah. like, um, 
I no, I, I agree with what you're saying. Where this one does feel like more generic because, uh, like, if you're talking about like the style of the film, yeah, I, I do mm. agree that it is different from the first one. But I just mean in terms of like, you know, kind of like a, uh, like a, the overall looking at the movie, like kind of like plot wise and stuff. Like, all right, it starts off with you know this time we have a family instead of a couple, but. You know, it starts off with them having a problem, and you don't really find out what it is. But you know, everyone's kind of, you know, sullen and dramatic okay, uh, and talking about it. And you okay. know, they go to this secluded place, and then you know, you start with like the person coming to the door. I can kind of, um, I, I can kind of see what you're saying when you phrase it like that. Mm-hmm. I, I think for me, the reason why it's so different, because even though what you said there's true, it, it does start with mm-hmm. like the family's got a problem, the daughter's having trouble, and they're just going to boarding school. Mm-hmm. But my, my my difference here, and why I think it feels so different to the first one is that this one spends a lot more time with that before the evening. Like, the first one starts with them oh, arriving sure. at the house, basically, mm-hmm. right? But they're already yeah. there. They're in the car, and they've already arrived. This one mm-hmm. is like a, more of a, again, a generic kind of like 90s slasher movie where, mm-hmm. oh no, we have the scene of them awkwardly like packing the car and then awkwardly driving, and then being at yeah. the diner and having the awkward moment between the mother and daughter, and like, they, 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 it's really drawn out, and it's like full of mm-hmm. all this setup. One of the reasons why I like the first one so much is I feel like, all on the one little flashback I thought was too much, Mm-hmm. It kind of neatly got the point across in a really kind of simple, realistic way that made you go, mm-hmm. oh, what's going on here? I, I think I kind of can guess it. Whereas this one, I felt like it was a lot more kind of forced, like, family drama, if oh, you will. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. yeah. Like, to, to me, what it feels like is it, it feels like they're trying to redo a lot of the... I guess he's like a lot of like the beats and kind of stuff from the first one, but just not in a very good way. Like, yeah, like you said, they're doing it more generic and maybe also trying to incorporate, I guess, kind of the more cliche modern stuff, like you say, and like, you know, jump scare stuff and like loud stings and yeah, that kind of bullshit. There's some loud stings. I, that, that was probably the most disappointing thing about the movie to me is that they, they, they do a few of those scenes where, yeah, you've got one of the strangers like in the background of the scene, but instead of them just kind of like appearing in the background, most of the time it would just cut to them already being there, and it was kind of this yeah. like loud sting as the person's behind them, and it, just, it didn't mm-hmm. feel as effective. I, I feel like the direction, because the, the script was co-written by the writer-director of the first one, but he didn't mm-hmm. direct this, and I feel like the direction is not as strong uh, as the first one. That's not to say that I didn't like this, though. At least, mm-hmm. you know, like... I feel like, I think the first one's a genuinely good horror movie. This one, I feel like, it's more of a fun, generic kind of, you know, it's, it's got sure. its cheesy elements and it's not necessarily great. But there's some moments I liked, there's some stuff that I thought was fun, uh, mm-hmm. you know, but the characters are definitely a lot more forgettable than, I mean, oh, not, yeah. not that the characters in the first one were like these great characters that I really mm-hmm. loved, but I thought they were grounded enough that they, they, they didn't feel annoying, they didn't feel like horror movie cliched characters. Whereas mm-hmm. in this one, when the daughter starts like you know being like a little, re- little rebel and arguing with her mother, or her and mm-hmm. her brother are fighting, and I'm like, okay, this is the we're setting up the family before the kills start, yeah, kind of thing. Uh, that, that kind of stuff like drives me crazy because uh, I just don't really care about these characters enough, and it, it's just like all this. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it it, it kind of like feels like very forced drama because again, they're like talking about all this stuff, but they don't ever really like explain or show you like you just know like oh she's a bad child and she's going to border school and like I, I feel like they talk about like some incidents or something but they never actually tell you like oh no. you got into a fight and beat up a kid so now we have to do this or blah 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 or whatever or, yeah it's, it's yeah. actually you're right they never actually specify what she actually has been doing mm-hmm. it's just kind of this vague general she's a problem child and has yeah. to go to boarding like, school 
<laughs> if if you compare it to the first one, like we have kind of like a similar thing with the first one where you know there's tension between the couple because uh, you know the the they propose the the guy the guy proposed to the girl and she kind of turned him down, but they don't actually say that but you get it all through like context clues and stuff and like this it's just you know it's a lot of vague like you know just arguing and you don't know why yeah Yeah, like i think in the first movie even without the flashback the moment the ring box comes out you understand what's happened you get it you completely get it uh whereas here there's never a moment of okay i understand why they've been this way why what she's been doing what the the core problem is uh because I mean, ultimately, they, they try and make it into this kind of brother-sister thing where they're going to, like, you know, take care of each other by as mm-hmm. the movie goes on. And I don't think they ever develop either character enough that I really care about that. Uh, yeah. And that's that's kind of a, a shame. I do, I do like that it's a kind of a bigger setting, though. It's like this sort mm-hmm. of entire big lot next to the lake. Uh, and it's all these different trailers. So there's a lot more things to play with. Um, I did think it was interesting. And again, I don't know if I necessarily think this is good or bad. But, mm-hmm. like... Everyone remembered the truck from the end of the first movie, so all of a mm-hmm. sudden the truck is actually almost a character in of itself yeah. this time. But like, there's a lot of the, tr- the truck chasing people down. Obviously, there's someone it, driving it. I'm just saying, like, yeah. it's that's like kind of one of the things. Um, I, I feel like about halfway through, you start to get more stuff like that, and it starts to get a little crazier. And mm. it actually kind of the movie kind of turns for me at that point, where like I, I wouldn't say it's necessary, like. Uh, a great film at that point but it does kind of start to get a little fun and like differentiate itself from yeah you know the first movie and stuff more and i kind of wish maybe it was like that kind of big and crazy from the start i, I feel like i would have liked it more but um yeah i, I do feel like they kind of start going in some crazy stuff like about halfway through that i kind of dug especially like uh yeah with the Oh, uh, oh, wait for spoilers. Yeah, for spoilers. <laughs> We're spoiler-free territory right, right now. Yeah. Um, I, I think, yeah, like, I really like the scene that played out in the swimming pool. Almost all that, of that. That whole sequence was yeah. really great. Yeah. It almost makes me feel like, oh, this would have been really good in, like, another movie. Like, you could have, uh, like, it, it doesn't feel, uh, it's hard to say, since it's just a second movie of, like, the strangers having, like, a definitive <laughs> feel to it or something, but yeah. that that isn't really what I think of when I, you know, think of it's the not, strangers. Like, I, I, I think of The Strangers being a bit closer, um, certainly closer to Michael Myers, but even not quite like him, because he's still kind of like this constant stalker. He's like a Terminator who's always like coming for you. The Strangers, I feel, are more like my main game type of like characters, where they're kind of, they're messing with you, they're in the shadows behind you, and they'll, they'll do things here. And there's a little bit of that in this movie. It's not like completely gone. Um, I I think it's, it's frustrating because, like, it's, it's not bad. It, it kind of has that feel of, like, okay, this is the sequel that's not bad, but it's not as good as the first one. It's kind of like... Sure. You know, you, you're going down to that kind of, okay, it's just, you know, it's it's, it's it's worth a watch. Like, I don't know if it necessarily feels direct to video, but it could be. I mean, Christina Hendricks is in yeah. it, so that gives it a bit more prestige, I suppose, because I like Christina Hendricks, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like, I'm not mad at having to watch it, uh, but I... You know, it's definitely not one I can think of. I would really you don't have much of a desire to watch again anytime soon. I think it's exactly sort of the, just the the the, the kind of decent, fun sort of movie that I, I could watch again. It's, I mean, as much as I'm disappointed, it's a bit, it's more generic than the first one. It's, it's playing with generic things that I kind of like, at least. Like, you know, I, I can't mm-hmm. complain about that. I wish I liked the characters a little bit more. Um, yeah. I, I think that's maybe the, the two biggest failings in the movie are the characters not being that interesting or likable, and... The direction not 
being as confident or as inventive with the scares. I, I think that's where mm-hmm. the two real, you know, there's there's moments where like I can see what it's about to do, and this could be awesome with the right direction, but and then mm-hmm. it'll just do it, and it'll be like, oh, that was disappointing because the direction just isn't up to task. There's uh, there's one moment in particular mm-hmm. I'm thinking of when I say that that, that I'll mention in spoilers, do, but. Uh, do you have the uh, the director on hand? I can right. tell you the director. Yeah, just scroll up yeah. on my IMDb. Uh, uh, Johannes Roberts. Mm. Have Have they done any anything else of note or anything we can kind of like compare it to or, or judge it against? Oh, we've actually seen one of his films before. Oh, <laughs> it's gonna be either really good or really bad. <laughs> do you remember Tim, the other side of the door? Oh god! <laughs> oh my god! Oof! Oh, hey, this to, is a huge step up. Yes, yeah, yeah. To, to his credit, this is much better than that movie. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's night and day better than that movie. He also did Forty Seven Meters Down, which I've not gotten to see yet. But shark okay, movie. Yeah. I love my shark movies. Um, mm. And he's doing right. he's doing a sequel to it. Guess what the sequel's called? Forty Eight Meters Down. It is. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's called. <laughs> you know what? That, that's fair. I'll, I'll give that to them. Oh, yeah. So when the trilogy's done, it'll be 47, 48, and 49. <laughs> oh, that'd be uh, nice. <laughs> well, why start at 47? What was, what was significant about 47? Uh, I, I think there was a reason for it. I think it was like something specific, like uh, where, like, at that certain depth, uh, like, their radios didn't work or or something where like that's not the kind of depth that you can like rise too easily without you know getting uh the bends or something uh that, i don't know something like that <laughs> there's some significance to it i don't remember all right they also did a movie called f which i think i've seen actually mm. uh, f aka the expelled mm. um i think the i sequel. saw that and i think it was terrible <laughs> so you know the sequel to that will be g <laughs> nah I think you go the opposite you go like A plus oh, okay alright <laughs> and it's like the valedictorians that are getting killed oh okay oh so it's a, a, some type of thriller or something well the first one I believe it was all the kids in detention who were getting F's that were getting killed I think from what oh, I remember okay. oh okay interesting so I'm thinking the sequel you go A plus and it's all the smarty pants <laughs> they're getting celebrated at this this I don't know a prom just for the the smarty pants <laughs> and a killer shows up oh my god imagine if there was just like a prom for just smart people <laughs> oh. well we uh, wouldn't know we wouldn't be invited hmm. wait what <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't completely catch that so I'm not sure exactly if it was an insult or not I mean, it kind of was, but I, I put myself in the same boat, so... Oh, okay. Oh, well, okay. Oh, we're back fair. to boats and seamen. Look at that. We've come full circle. <laughs> uh, no, no, I said uh, we wouldn't be invited, Tim. Oh, uh, okay. Because we're too cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tim, uh, that's it. We're too cool. Because uh, we're dumb. <laughs> uh, well, I'm too cool. You're too dumb. Hey. <laughs> I'll have you know, I... Uh was part of the National Honor Society in high school. Which you hesitated meant... too long before you said that. You're making this up. <laughs> no, I was trying to think of what the exact name was. Uh, <laughs> but I think that meant you had to have like an average of either like an A or B plus, something like that. Mm, standards. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, I used to be very smart. <laughs> <laughs> a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I got yeah, so far I just, away. I stopped caring. Uh, I, I think I... Uh, I think was, that was around the time like when I first discovered comic books and then I just stopped wanting to learn about <laughs> anything else. <laughs> but there's comics, video games, and movies. I don't need to do anything else. I'll just, I'll just yeah. do this for the rest of my all, life. Yeah, I mean, who wants to learn about history when, like, you know, or who wants to learn about, like, American history when you got, like, the Marvel Universe history or, like, that kind of stuff to learn? Like, that's much more interesting. Yeah, or, or DC Universe, uh, to be more, more accurate, but yes. Suppose. <laughs> yeah, come on, crises, things are happening. <laughs> anyway, back to the strangers. Pray at night. We got off track. Uh, How is pray spelled? Uh, with the e, I believe. I know yes. it, it is. I was just <laughs> setting you up to inform everyone. <laughs> okay, I thought you were asking a question that you were going to say. Oh, maybe there's like a, a meaning, you know, something different. Like, like you're you're praying for survival. So it's it's with the a. I guess that's what the joke is, is that, like, you know, usually people say their prayers at night, and then, uh, but this is like, oh, no, it's pray at night, but you're not praying, you are the prey. I don't think I ever, I don't think I ever assumed it was, like, a play in words. I I just assumed it was, like, you know, like, animals that hunt at night, because those do exist. (laughs) Sure, yeah. 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 So, I just Uh, took it as that, but. I don't know, I, I, I thought there's you know, some type of connection with it being at night, but I don't know, either way, I think it's kind of a clunky title. That's fair. I feel like The Strangers 2 would have been would have been fine. Uh Oh yeah, definitely. I, this doesn't feel like a um you know, uh, what do you what do you call those extra words? You not just subtitle. There has to be like another name for it. Oh, no, subtitle. <laughs> just subtitle? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, Strangers doesn't feel like a movie that has would the titles have subtitles. I feel like it's a, I feel I feel like The Strangers is when we go The Strangers Part 2. Yeah, I can see that. I feel that's what you yeah. should call it, but I mean, hey. Mm. But... Third one, just skip right to straight to Roman numerals. <laughs> Make everyone <laughs> mad. The Strangers, the final chapter. Yeah. And then I'm probably someone would do like a some dumb origin story like The Strangers, the beginning. Oh, God. Don't give them ideas. <laughs> Don't give them ideas. Uh, so I am going to spoilers then. So full spoilers for right. The Strangers so we can actually talk about various things. Um, I mean, I suppose I shouldn't be surprised in retrospect when I think about the, what the movie's actually focused on, but I was kind of surprised at the time that Christina Hendricks dies first. Yeah. I was yeah, like, she's, a, she's a star. Like, what are we doing here? But no, yeah. she goes first. And then the dad dies, and then it's the kids. It's the, the teenagers working together, which makes mm-hmm. sense. They're the most vulnerable because they're the stupid ones. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're the children. Yeah. But children are stupid, so they're, they're, therefore stupid children anyway yeah <laughs> um, but but hey so, so you, you, you've got um, you yeah. guys you got some big moments that, that I did like the swimming pool scene I think it's a standout of the whole thing uh, because at this yeah. point uh, like you know the girl's been hurt uh, was it Kinsey 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 yes Kinsey's been hurt her legs hurt and yeah like stabbed yeah, she, or yeah, like get stabbed, and so so the brother like hides her away. He's like, "Hey, you stay here. I'll go get help." And he grabs a golf club because uh, that's just what's handy. And he ends up at the swimming pool. And you know, like a lot of the, 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 the tense moments in the movie, like a song starts playing, like the killers put uh, "Total Eclipse of the Heart" starts playing over the PA system. 
and the uh, and like the whole kind of pool area lights up so yeah. it has this kind of cool look to it because there's like these neon like palm trees and stuff in the background and the pool's yeah. lit up yeah obviously this is when it, when this place is functioning as a holiday getaway this is like what they do at night is you come to the pool and hang yeah. out yeah so uh but uh after that i did actually really the, the what I feel like a lot of the times where the strangers would like pop up in the background of a scene, I was mostly disappointed in this movie compared to the first one because mm-hmm. I had these expectations of, oh, this is how it should feel and look. And most mm-hmm. of the time, I feel like there was no punch to it. The one time I really liked it is when the Betty Boop-looking one runs mm-hmm. out here in this scene. And, that was really cool. Yeah, and he actually hears her coming and he actually swings his golf club and just hits her in the face. Yeah. <laughs> like It's actually I- a really good moment. Yeah, I really like that. Like one thing I kind of liked about this that um, I wasn't as crazy about with the first one is uh, that the like the first one you, you never feel like anyone gets any like good hits in on the strangers. Like mm. I, I like I feel like I'd be okay with the strangers still winning, but it feels like there is absolutely no you know hope in the first one. And I like this that the you know the people do actually get their licks in and it did it did kind of feel cathartic to yeah see him like just really swing and like you know just nail uh that girl almost almost too much actually because i mean we're on spoilers all three of them get killed like i was no more very strangers. surprised about that because yeah. actually <laughs> Except for I... the ending makes you i don't know gives a little bit of a bullshit like oh, oh the end- something but the ending's stupid we'll get to the ending yeah. later uh, <laughs> but like because when when the, the first like I'll just call them the daughters, even though I don't know if they're actually father and daughter, but when the, when the first daughter died, I actually had this guess where the movie might go at the end that both the girls would get killed and this brother sister would become the new strangers with the dad. Like they'd get so messed up, oh. they'd get so messed up from going through this experience that he would kind of recruit them almost. And I thought that's where it was going to go, and it didn't. They all just died. But <laughs> I I, I kind of like that though. I think that yeah, that would have yeah. been interesting. Because what I thought was interesting is when, like, they never seem scared. Like, when you when the girls realise they're going to die, like, because there's one where the mask that gets pulled off out on the road, and mm-hmm. she's not, like, scared or begging for her life. She's just, you know, this is the moment from the first one where the girl, you know, the Kinsey asks, why, why are mm-hmm. you doing this to us? And instead of the your home line from the first one, and she's, like, lying there dying. She's just been shot with a mm-hmm. shotgun. And she's like, why not? And she submails yeah. and she says it. And then, you know, Kenji's like, screw this, and she shoots her, on the, shoots her yeah. again with a shotgun. <laughs> right. And and I, I, liked, I liked it going this way, because I, I was actually thinking as I was watching it that, yeah, like, after having the first movie where the, the strangers are unstoppable and there was no hope, right? You go aliens with the second one, you have someone fight <laughs> back, right? Yeah. You have this time it's war. And I was actually thinking early on, like, the sequel to The Strangers should basically be your next where mm. you've got the, the character who's actually that damn good at taking care yeah. of herself that she can fight back. Like, that should be the sequel. Uh, and they kind of dip into that here or there where she does kind of mm-hmm. fight back, but it's not like she's confident. It's not like she's actually skilled. She's just kind of lucky out yeah. and surviving. Yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, you're bringing up some good points. Like, I, I think it might have been um, more interesting if... Um, yeah, you have someone fighting back, but it's someone that is more confident and more capable as opposed to, yeah, these are just like teenagers that are kind of like bumbling around and yeah. like, you know, the like the uh, the brother Luke, you know, he's an athlete and stuff. So, you, you know, you would expect him to, you know, be in good shape and be able to hold his own a little bit. But still, like the, 
you know, these are older people uh, and obviously psychotic. So, like, it, it's still like, <laughs> obviously <a> little... <laughs> psychotic. <laughs> yes. It's still, it's kind of like, oh, well, I mean, what are the chances that, you know, they'd be able to hold their own against them? Yeah. That, uh, like, I feel like there's there's some great moments that come from this, and it, it does kind of almost get there. I like the idea of the sequel being like, okay, no, no, they've met their match almost. Like, so, this is someone <laughs> who can fight back. And it kind of has some moments like that, even though it never really feels like, oh no, she's getting confident and she's fighting back with strength. It's just more just yeah. surviving by the skin of her teeth. And, mm-hmm. you know, because it, it, the whole final chase is actually him chasing her down a car. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and- which, you know, it happens after, like, the cop, because she actually, gets, you know, the, the brother gets a call out to the, to the sheriff, and the mm-hmm. sheriff shows up and dies within about 10 seconds of showing up. <laughs> yeah, he goes real fast. <laughs> Which, uh, again, it just feels like, uh, okay, like, are you trying to do, like, the same thing as the first one where you have this, like, random character pop in just to, like, you know, get killed off? Like, I, yeah. I don't know if that's just, like, a weird thing they're trying to homage or if it, or if it was just something like um, they just had an idea for that. And, like, oh, wouldn't it be shocking if I, I think know, we killed that, the guy that's hopeful? Yeah, I think that's the point. I think the point is that this was the the sheriff, this is the hope of like help coming, but even the sheriff got taken out really quickly, you're on your own like you you, are, you know, you, you have no one to help you. Uh, the moment I was speaking about earlier where I was saying, I would, like just to, that sort of encapsulated the disappointment uh, in terms of some of the scares is when she's like running from the car and she hides in the pipe, right? Okay. And, and she's like hiding in the pipe and it's completely dark behind her, I'm like okay, one of them's going to like pop out of the darkness, right? They're just going to see the mask <laughs> come forward. And it happened, but somehow it was really underwhelming, even though I thought it should be a good moment. I I feel like I would have liked that better, except for... Uh, I'm pretty sure they showed that in the trailer. They, they, I think they did. Once I which seen is, it, I was like, I recognized it, yeah. Yeah, cause, which it, like, uh, I think, like, the... Like, it looks cool, because it is, like, complete darkness, and, yeah, she does kind of come out of nowhere, and it is, like a good jump scare but yeah it feels like it, it was just kind of ruined by you know just knowing it's there for, for me the big problem was that she says something straight away the the betty boop character because this is the first time i think you see that mask in the movie i think mm-hmm. she should have appeared out the darkness without her character knowing and be there for like a good 10 seconds before she says anything. that would have been good yeah but instead she pops out and just immediately says we're just getting started and i'm like okay yeah. well just no. <laughs> like have her slowly like come out of the darkness see the white kind of like how in, uh, i always compare this to halloween but in halloween remember when like laurie's at the top of the stairs and she's crying she's just discovered the bodies and michael's oh, yeah. in the closet behind her and you just see the white mm-hmm. mask slowly appear at the Ooh. darkness good scene yeah. that's the moment here that you want you want this, the, the white betty boot mask to just kind of slowly appear and then yeah. have her say something later. It's almost like the director doesn't have the patience to actually let the suspense build. <laughs> yeah, Every, everything's like too quick. Everything's a little too snappy, and I don't think it works for the mm-hmm. type of characters that the the strangers are as as mm-hmm. killers. Uh, yeah, you know. So it's it's kind of a shame because you know um again the first one you know like I said I'm not you know crazy about but the one thing I did like is you know, that kind of subtlety of just showing them in the background and just kind of going about and, you know, not making big attention to it, not having loud musical stings or the, you know, characters turning around and seeing them. Like, in it's... Fact, uh, another example of the loud musical sting where we wouldn't have had one the first one is, so the, the kids find the, the, you know, the uncle or whatever killed, right? And they go oh, and get... Yeah. They go find the parents and the dad and the son go back. He's like, hey, show me son, right? Where is it? And they go in and they see the dead bodies and then they go to the door and they open the door and you know the, the main sack man is standing outside with an axe, right? Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. as soon as you see him like in the music yeah. there's this big sting <laughs> and I'm like that would have been so much more effective if it was just mm-hmm. silence yeah definitely let, let the silence play like I just mm-hmm. I don't know I feel like it's, it's it feels overproduced I guess in that sense like, there's just too much like bells and whistles mm-hmm. to try and make it work and I'm like no no take them away yeah. less is more less is more definitely and uh, I do like the the truck like you said yeah that was cool that it felt like its own character like it it felt very animalistic kind of like the shark from jaws or something the way it would kind of just appear and track them down and then um i kind of like by the end they, they're going like really crazy where it's just like on fire and oh like yeah because still chasing it's after, she, it's after she's killed the second girl the one who came at the door asking for tamara which is the same name again by the way it's worth mentioning yeah which she came and asked for tamara twice it happened twice which i thought was weird yeah yeah, because I, I I don't think it was as effective as the first movie because this is the exact thing we saw in the first movie, so I didn't like them exactly. doing it again anyway. But when she done yeah. it twice, I was like, okay, what's happening now? Why are we doing this twice? <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it's weird. <laughs> but she, you know, she takes the mask off. You know, why not? Mm. Like she dies, and then mm. uh, Kinsey gets in the car in the cop car, and she's like, okay, I'm going to drive away. I'm going to try and get away, or at least radio for help with the, the cop radio. Mm-hmm. And you just see the headlights turn on behind her. This was one of the good yeah. examples of something being behind them was the headlights mm-hmm. turning on behind her and then you know he, he drives up and rams into the back of the car and does it a couple of times and she gets out and she like notices there's gasoline leaking so she sets it on fire uh, mm-hmm. and then and this, this actually reminded me of the terminator where even after the fire he's still alive so that now the car is completely set in fire but it's still like rolling after her really slowly yeah. really suspensefully <laughs> uh and then eventually gets out and just dies that's basically what happens mm-hmm. he dies Not- yeah, not before they. Uh, oh, and then uh, they end up doing a very um, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre kind of ending. Um, where you're right. Yeah, get... you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for what? some reason. Yeah, I forgot about that for some reason. Oh, I watched this yesterday. Why did I forget about that? <laughs> it's uh, kind of it's, it's kind of forgettable. I because yeah. I actually saw this. Um, I, I saw this twice because I thought saw it in theaters. When I came out, and then you know, rewatched it again, uh, you know, for the podcast, but and then I, I completely like blocked that out of my memory too. Yeah, for some for some reason, I I just remembered him falling over when he was like you know all burned and on fire, and mm-hmm. then we're at the hospital scene. For some reason, I blanked out this Texas Chainsaw ripoff moment <laughs> because it's the exact same thing where she runs out onto the road uh, for help, mm-hmm. and just as she's like getting because because the guy he does kill over and it looks like he's dead. And she gets out to the, the the road, the main road, and she gets a car. And just as she's talking to the person, like, he runs out coming after her. Uh, mm-hmm. And she's like, go, go, go. And she jumps in the back of the pickup truck. And it's the same thing where he's like, you know, he's at the back of the thing. And, uh, and he's like, instead of a chainsaw, he has an axe. Yeah. Uh, but of course, he's actually like, grabbing it at the back, but he gets hit off. She hits him, yeah. hits him off. But uh, with the baseball bat. Which, oh, yeah, we need to talk about this, this setup for the baseball bat. <laughs> So you know how sometimes in movies they'll set something up early on so that it'll pay off later, and that's mm-hmm. that's a good technique. It always it's usually satisfying when it's pulled off correctly because uh, it feels like no 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 they're paying off something that they have seeded throughout the film, and it'll be a big moment when it happens. Mm-hmm. So at one point during the movie, early on, when she's in a mood because she's been sent off to boarding school, and the brother tries to cheer her up, they start reminiscing, right? And we know he likes baseball. And she tells the story, you know, when I was young, I used to always want to play Little League with you, and you'd never let me. And he's like, yeah, but you were so little, you could barely pick up the bat. And it's and they're using the baseball as this representation of their, you know, their brother and sisterhood, the friendship, and mm-hmm. the idea that she wasn't strong enough to, to do what she was supposed to. So sure enough, 
the, the little kid who's in the, the truck at the end happens to be wearing a baseball hat or whatever, and we see there's a baseball bat in the back, and she picks it up and whacks him in the face. And it just, like, I like when they try and do this, but that, that, to me this kind of felt like, oh, we've seen them do this in other movies, we're going to try and copy it, where they set this up at the start so that when she hits the bad guy at the end, it means something. It means something about her backstory, yeah. because, you know, she, she couldn't pick up the baseball bat as a kid. You know, yeah, it, it just felt like it didn't really feel organic. It, it, yeah, it just seems like weirdly forced. And yeah, you know, the person that was writing it was probably like, oh man, this is so deep. Like, <laughs> oh, people are going to be like getting up and cheering when she finally grabs the bat. Like, but no, it's just like, it, it, yeah, it feels very like ham fisted. <laughs> it is very ham fisted. It's the same with the, a lot of the introduction stuff. I felt like the introduction to the family, it felt like. Okay, this is someone who's watched a lot of other horror movies, and like, okay, so this is the section where we introduced the family, but it, something just felt kind of off about it. Like, it never really felt like it was clicking. Um, yeah. So, I, I think that's a general complaint uh, that, that I'd have about the movie. So, I suppose I, I, we should talk about the last scene, which. <laughs> so, the brother was, was stabbed or whatever pretty heavily, and he was mm-hmm. left for dead, but. Because, um, you know, we, we actually, we never even finished up with the swimming pool scene, you know, because the, oh, yeah. the Bagman shows up at the end of it. And mm-hmm. ends up because the, the the son actually starts getting quite mouthy. He's like, ah, "I killed one of yours. How does it feel, you piece <laughs> of shit?" Uh, and they end up fighting in the pool, and we have this cool. You know, the music's playing, and it keeps getting in and out as it goes under the water. Like you know, under the water, the music goes muffled. Come out of the water, yeah. it comes on. Which is yeah, which uh, again was like a pretty good scene. Like I, hmm. I like the way it was done, and you know, even the uh, you know the bagman like approaching and kind of just dragging the axe on the ground. The I mean, not super original, but I thought it was like effective and you know looked and sounded cool. Yeah, it felt a bit more original in the when it was in the water though, because as he yeah, was like was... slowly, he was sort of like getting to him to try and grab him in the water, and it felt like oh they're both moving slower because they're in the water. Cause, you know, it's harder to move through water, but yeah, uh, he's he's getting to him. So that 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 had some of the suspense I thought worked quite well. But he gets stabbed, he's left for dead. But it turns out he's alive. Like we see him in the hospital bed at the end, and he's like on which, life support. Uh, and which uh, at that point it's kind of it, it's interesting uh, right then because. Uh, like when I first watched it, I didn't really know what was going to happen because you kind of assume that, you know, they're not going to kill off the strangers. But then it's like, oh, well, like they just killed one. So like, oh, maybe, you know, the brother and sister are going to survive this and take them out. But then like, you know, you think the brother dies at that point. Then it's kind of interesting just being like, oh, OK, so are all of the, you know, are the strangers going to win but lose one? Or, you know, is the sister going to survive? Like, a, I, I, I kind of liked that guessing but then it kind of quickly becomes like oh no like yeah the they're gonna win yeah um but the ending i thought was kind of bullshit because oh yeah because <laughs> the, the, they're just in the hospital room and she gets up to get a drink she gets like a little cup of water and she hears a knock on the door and she looks terrified because now knocks on the doors are scary to her and then the, <laughs> the music sting comes in it just cuts the credits like that's your like it feels like such a weird like we want that final sort of like moment of fear that final sort of jump scare moment but it just but, feels so forced because there's no actual tension in it it's just no someone knocked at the door yeah. that's all but it then is you, and, but you also hear like the music from the jack in the box which is from like an earlier scene oh where yeah you're right yeah she like yeah was playing a jack in the box and as she played it the you know one of the the blonde girl rose up um, but that that's so stupid though, because then are you are we supposed to believe that one of the strangers survived and is behind the door now? And if so, like you know, the this movie gets a, away a little bit from what you know, kind of come to expect from the strangers. But 
if there was someone behind that door, then the, now you're like really like okay. Yeah, it, I, they don't go into hospitals and like <laughs> yeah, like they don't go into like buildings at the hospital. That, that's I mean that feels weird because you know they go to isolated places where people are vulnerable. It yeah. feels weird because I mean they should all be dead. So if mm. it is them, then we're going into Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers. They can't be killed territory, which up until now they've not been playing it that way at all. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know, it felt like such a really forced, cheap ending just to get the little final, oh, dun-dun-dun, are they still around somehow? Yeah, it's very cheap. Because <laughs> I, I was actually, I really thought I was onto something with my, oh, he recruits the, the kids as he's new. Like, this is this is how he recruits mm-hmm. new people to be the little two strangers. Like, he, like so, some people who survive and kill. Because by the end of the film, they've both killed someone. Because like, it's actually, the brother kills the first girl and then mm-hmm. the sister kills the other one. And I'm like, oh, he's made them killers. They're both killers now. Like, I thought he was going to recruit them. And then that didn't happen. Yeah. I, I think that would have been much more interesting, but <laughs> unfortunately, they do not go that route. Yeah, that's a shame. Uh, I did kind of like that scene you mentioned, though, with the, the sister, the girl rising with a jack yeah, in the that, box. That was, yeah, that was nice. She was kind of. Because obviously, like, you know, you hear, you know, uh, jack in the box music playing, so you know something's going to happen at the end, but. Uh, you just kind of see a sheet in the background and it slowly rise. Uh, and again, it just kind of feels like that, you know, a little bit of a, a lived-in space where, mm. you know, you're not really noticing them at first. And, yeah, it was, it was uh, effective. Yeah. It's, it's kind of small. I don't want to, ra- you know, I don't want to be too harsh on it because I think it's a decent mm. little movie to watch. Like, I, th- I think it's a fine little kind of just slightly above average kind of like fun time. There's good moments in yeah. there. Um, it's the sort of thing as a horror fan like yeah I'm happy enough to watch this I, I think the problem with it is that I have these expectations after the first movie so yeah. so on top of just the general complaints I may have there's a lot of things where I'm like no no but this would, this feels really cheap compared to the first one or this doesn't feel mm-hmm. as well directed as the first one and that makes it suffer yeah. quite a bit for it yeah like like there, there were definitely cool parts and then there are you know definitely kind of cliche generic parts but i mean overall like you know watching it it was like well it definitely could have been a lot worse um but yeah and and also like i mean you know coming from uh you know someone who's not a huge fan of the first one it's like you know i don't really have much attachment to the characters or you know anything um so i guess i didn't really have much expectations going in um Hmm. but yeah i mean at the end of the day it's kind of just like it's a little bit down the middle for me, where it's like, well, it's okay. Uh, yeah, I didn't love it. Uh, yeah, I didn't co- hate it. A couple of small points I just wanted to mention. Uh, early on, remember in the first one, and keep in mind, the first one is 10 years old now. So yeah. we're at a point now where obviously everyone has smartphones. And sure enough, all four family members have their own phone. Uh, mm. But they, they do kind of deal with it in an interesting way where they come back to the cabin or the the, the, tr- the trailer and like all their phones are smashed. Like It's like someone's mm. been here and someone's done this. And I'm like, okay, yeah. all right. Uh, it's kind of funny to me though that there's, there's like four of them now though. Like, this is what we have to do in horror movies: is that all four phones <laughs> that people had had to be smashed. Yeah. Um, and they made that point of the parents like taking the daughter's phone away so that like you know at least explain why one of them was in the house or in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Doesn't explain why none of them had their phones on them when they left. But I mean, they all kind of left in a hurry because it seemed like something was wrong. So it's you know. Yeah. That's true. Whatever. Uh, which I guess is what you could argue the second, uh, like, as Tamara here scene was for. It was to freak mm. them out enough that they'd leave so they could go in and do stuff. I suppose you could argue that. It was, it yeah. was tactics. It wasn't creepy stuff. It was tactics. Yeah. Yeah, because they're in a, um, 
they're in like this small trailer, so they can't really. It's not something you can kind of sneak into like the other one where yeah. they're in an actual house. Exactly. Uh, and another thing, I I got weird vibes off off the scene where the dad took the phone off the daughter of Kinsey, mm. where he sat down next to her and put his arm around her. And there was and there was nothing necessarily wrong with that on its own. There's nothing weird about a dad sitting like that with his daughter. The problem I had was that Christina Hendricks gave him this glance, like she was uncomfortable with it. And I thought, <laughs> wait, why is that bothering you? And I'm like, is there a history here that we should, like? Are we going down some sort of weird abusive father path? And we never did. Like that was not part of the movie at all. Yeah. If anything, the dad's met go a hero where he dies for his son. He's like, go son, run! I'll take on the, yeah. the killer and die. Um, that's weird. <laughs> I didn't really notice that. I have to go back and look for that. But, it, was, uh, it was just the look that Hendrix gave him that gave me a feeling like. It's like she knows yeah. something's went on in the past and she's uncomfortable <laughs> now. It was, it was weird. Uh, but, you know. I guess, um, do you want to talk about the parents' deaths real quick? We didn't really mention those. Yeah, sure. Um, so. I kind of liked, um, like, uh, Christine Hendricks' death. Um, just the. Because it, it's like a very. Like, uh, like. Well, like, it, like, it's not, like, over the top. Like, it's a very simple thing, but just, like you know the idea of like kind of just standing there as like someone is like you know basically like kind of like cradling you from behind yeah like, that's what i like i like that the the girl who kills her the long-haired one the blondie she uh like it's almost like she kind of like spoons her from behind before she stabs her yeah is, and is it's it... like the mother is like can't really do anything because she's like just so focused on the daughter escaping and kind of like making sure she's okay but it's actually like a little like i thought it was like a little touching what, you mean her sacrificing herself for a daughter? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's kind of creepy. The whole the whole cradling thing was kind of creepy as well. Yeah. So, uh, nah. Yeah, you're right. Actually, it's funny because as much as I'm, I'm making a lot of complaints, I think the deaths themselves were kind of good. Like yeah. the because then the dad, of course, like he was driving with the son, they're looking for the the wife and daughter, and they just the, the strangers just throw a, a cinder block. You actually see the the bag man come out and just like throw a cinder block at them, and yeah. it makes them crash. And he the dad's like impaled with a big you know, bit of bar or something like that. Uh, and the son can't pull it out. He's like, just go, just go, get help. Find your sister, get help. And he's just, he's left there. And then the bag man just comes in the car and sits next to him. Because obviously the dad can't move, he's impaled. And he, he yeah. puts on the radio and he just looks for the right song. Yeah. And the dad begs him to, like, no, what are you doing? Let's talk about this. You don't have to do this. Uh, yeah. And then he just, you know, he kills him. Yeah, which uh, I think that's one thing I do like about this movie more than the... Uh, first one would be the death scenes, but I guess it's just because there was more, you know, to be had in this. Like, there was more characters. <laughs> so yeah, we had yeah. we had three kill scenes, and well, actually, no, we had an all two because if you if you count the stranger you girls, count the strangers, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get an all two. So, and even the um, uh, the old couple in the beginning, kind of like you don't really see much, but you don't see it, yeah. But I mean, it's a, it's got a bit of the suspense there to yeah. the build up for it, and you see the aftermath. Actually, I will call it one little cliche that bugged me. When the kids find the body of like the, the uncle and auntie, is like they come in and they notice the window. It says, you know, hello, hello, hello on the window, right? And then like one of them notices the bodies. And then when you see the full room, I'm like, how did you not notice them sitting there tied up and like flayed like the second yeah. you walked in the room? This is bullshit. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's one, one of those little things. Like, there was nothing obscuring your vision from them. Yeah. Uh, and they had a sheet on, don't get me wrong, but the sheet had blood seeping through it. It was still really like. So, you, oh, know, sure, yeah. you would notice that first. You would notice the 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 yeah. seat shirt, the, the seat sh- uh, sheet with blood coming through it, and you know, 
looking like there was someone sitting underneath it. Like you would notice that yeah. first. It just it was yeah, but I mean it's it's, <laughs> a, it's a minor complaint, but it was like it's one of those little cliches that just bugs me. Oh, definitely. <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> but uh, that's, uh, anything else you want to uh, hit upon? Yeah, I mean, that, that's pretty much it. Um, <laughs> yeah, like it's a. Uh, it wasn't very long. It was like eighty-five minutes. Was, yeah. yeah. So yeah, we pretty much covered all the beats. Yeah, I, I think I'll go back, just to go back to my thoughts on the music. I think I do oh, kind of yeah. like the main theme that plays, mm-hmm. but it does feel kind of dated. It doesn't necessarily feel like it belongs in a Strangers movie. It feels like it belongs in a, like I say, a 90s slasher movie. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think it was a bit over the top for this type of movie. And then I think the rest of the score was just, like, you know, loud stings every time something bad happened. You know, I was like, nah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah. be more subdued. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's the laugh track for a horror movie. That's what it is. <laughs> well, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. I like putting it that way. But. Yeah. Hey, and I, I stole that from it's someone. Like, I can't remember who said that, but oh. I stole it from someone. That's very good. Yeah, yeah. Any anything where someone is basically telling you how you're supposed to feel is like it, it feels like you're not doing your job because the movie, the sitcom, or whatever should be telling you when to laugh, when to be scared on your own. It, it shouldn't, you know, need this outside thing no. to tell you. No, I mean, just enhance it, but it shouldn't be telling you about how you feel. I I was watching a a video online and they were. Uh, they were playing a clip from The Big Bang Theory, but they took out the laugh track. Oh, I saw, I saw was, this. Yeah, <laughs> it's like so, like oh wow, this is like weird. And, it's ugh. awkward. There's all these uncomfortable silences where the laugh track yeah. is supposed to go. It, it's just like people making fun of uh, people and then like taking like two seconds to reply. <laughs> uh, big Bang Theory, cancel yeah. it. No, no, we finally got rid of Roseanne. Let's, let's cancel uh, yeah. <laughs> Big Bang Theory. That's next target. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if any of the people on that show have uh, got issues like Roseanne does, though. Um, although, apparently, uh, I just saw today, apparently ABC are talking to producers about continuing the show in some way, but without Roseanne. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, just just get rid of it. Uh, There's I mean, plenty of other... <laughs> I, I get it. There's a lot of other people there that have just lost their jobs because Roseanne Barr's a racist well, that job that's, that's true yeah yeah, yeah it, it does suck for them definitely yeah. but yeah, yeah just make a new, new show put the, you know transfer some people over there yeah it doesn't have to be in the Roseanne uh, universe uh, or uh, it'd be kind of funny though if they did bring it back and it was remember that season of Two and a Half Men where Charlie Sheen left not that I watched Two and oh, a Half yeah. Men but I did watch the episode where the first one where he wasn't there just to see how yeah. they handled it because I was curious <laughs> and it was like no he died and yeah wasn't it like in like a crazy horrible way or to like some like really violent way I, I can't think. remember how, how what the, the manner of death was but I remember the episode constantly cracking jokes about him as if no one cared and like you know yeah. there was jokes at the funeral and then other stuff but I never saw the rest of it um nor, nor did i see the finale of two and a half men which from everything i've heard about what happened in that finale it was the biggest like f you to the fan base ever really yeah <laughs> it makes me kind of interested now they had they had a lookalike a charlie sheen lookalike show up at the house at the end from behind spoilers <laughs> for the two and a half men finale should you care uh, but they had like a all episode they, they kind of hinting that you know charlie's character was showing up and at the end of the episode you see like someone from behind in like the Hawaiian shirt or whatever he used to wear yeah. and then a piano fell on his head before he oh, opened the door phew. and then it cut to the creator of the show Chuck Lore sitting on a, a director's chair it just turns to the camera and says winning and that was the end of Two and a Half Men Jesus <laughs> come on <laughs> it doesn't even make sense it's just no. I, I don't know it's, 
bizarre. Anyway, uh, uh, stupid, <laughs> stupid show. Yes, I, I agree. It's a mm-hmm. terrible, terrible show. Uh, but yeah, anyway, uh, that's uh, Strangers Pray at Night. It is a sequel that is is not bad, but it's not anywhere near as good as the first one. Uh, there is some stuff to enjoy there if you're a horror fan, uh, which means I guess uh, gets to ratings. So Tim, what would you rate the Strangers Pray at Night? So, I gave the first one a 5.5, and I think I'm going to give this one the the same score, but I, I don't want, you know, I, I it's not because I think this is, like, just as good as the first one. Like, I, I'd still say the first one is a better movie, um, but, like, I feel like, you know, there's some stuff I didn't like in the first one, and then some stuff I did like, and I, I kind of feel similar about this, where... There was some stuff that was done well that I did like, but then there's also a lot of stuff that I didn't yeah. like. So it it's... balances out the same, yeah. if you will. Um, I gave the first one a solid eight. Um, this one is going that high by any means. I think five point five is not bad. I think I'm going to go slightly. I, I, I'm going to go with a six. I think I feel like it's fair. It's one of those sequels where it's nowhere near as good as the first one, uh, but I still had some fun watching it. Even if I had a lot of complaints, sure. But mm-hmm. it was still a decent enough watch. I wasn't angry. I watched that. I still had some fun with the kills and some of the some of the creepy moments. Um, and there was, you know, even if the pacing was off in the scares, some of the visuals of the scares were quite nice. So yeah, it was six out of ten. It's not. It's not. It's not bad. Um, I have no idea if they're going to even try and make a Strangers three, given they killed off all the strangers. I mean. Again, I wouldn't put it past them to do some type of prequel beginning kind of bullshit. <laughs> it'll be still actually be set in the nineties. Well, that could be interesting. But <laughs> I'll tell you this: if the two girl characters are like like twelve and fourteen in this prequel, I'll mm. I'll I'll support it because that'd be, that'd crack me up. Those yeah. two kids killing people. Yeah, I'm, I mean, six sense of humor. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, if anything is like marginally popular like if, if this made even like a decent amount of money then i'm sure they'll do another movie and like they do in all these franchises so they just can't help but not like over explain stuff so you know if, if they're gonna do another movie i would not put it past and be like well we gotta explain where these people came from um yeah and i'd hate that because i mean i hate it in all of them i think you know we didn't need multiple texas chainsaw prequels That's and yet and yet we have two of them somehow <laughs> I feel like half the series is like trying to go back to the origin. It really is. It really like, is. Um, although I feel like when we get to the hell, some of the Howling sequels, we're going to get to soon. We might be feeling the same way about those. Because I mean, at we, least the last one we did was Howling the Original Nightmare, and I feel oh, like yeah. there's, there's there's going to be Howling Reborn soon, and then Howling <laughs> something or other. Well, at least those are like so batshit crazy that you never know what they're going to do. <laughs> This is true. This is true. Uh, so now that's Strangers Pray at Night. That is that is what screams after midnight for the week. So thank you very much uh, for for joining us on this journey of of semen, of hamburgers. All right. Oh, that reminds me. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta make some hamburgers. <laughs> Gotta make some semen. Uh, <laughs> that too. <laughs> 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 and uh, this has been the sequel Strangers Pray at Night uh, we will be back next week with something or other uh, I think I know what it will be <laughs> we're going to be back next week with something <laughs> yes something or other yes. Uh, but yeah so of course what you can do is you can uh, we, we're recording this a little bit in advance so we don't know 
what the vote is yet, but there will be a vote on patreon.com slash TV. If you want to be a patron, or if you're already a patron, there'll be a, there'll be a vote up soon uh, for, for the month of June, where you can vote for a movie that we'll do the following month. So you can do that. You can also submit movies to the crypt if you're a patron. Uh, you know, go over and check it out and see if there's anything there that uh, you're interested in. Uh, but either way, it supports the supports the show, supports the channel, uh, as well uh, commenting and liking and subscribing, all those different things that we like to say every the end of every video. Uh, but that is uh, that is us. So uh, get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fudge for channel updates if you want. And I already said that part. Anyway, uh, Tim, what's your Twitter? Uh, at Tim Vargulish, and you can get me at Wibble eighty nine. <laughs> Um, and you can also occasionally get me on Twitch. Uh, we've got a Twitch channel mm. called Mailfuzz TV, uh, which is just occasionally me playing it a game or two uh, every so often. I'll have to wrangle Tim in for a stream one night so he so he can come mm. and talk to both of us. But that can, sounds fun. Yeah, yeah. But, we, we do a, a horror game. We haven't done one in a while. We should. We should do. It. We should make a mm. make plans for a horror game night. Uh, sounds good. And schedule it and tell them when it is, and they can come and talk to us. Uh, mm. So it's not just me getting all the flack for for, for streams <laughs> for a change. Uh, but that is uh, that is Screams After a Minute so thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching scary movies guys and we'll see you next time <laughs>